Hello and welcome to Bros Watch PLL2. I'm Benjamin Light. And I'm Marco Sparks. And joining us today, special guest Jamie from All Things PLL. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey Jamie. Hi, going pretty well. Glad to have you on. You're uh, kind of a big name in the Twitter world of the PLL game. Well, thanks for having me. I've been, um, it's a really big honor to be on the show. So I did a Bros Watch PLL2 binge recently and <laughs> somehow got through all of the podcasts from the very beginning. So I'm a huge fan. Awesome. I can't imagine what that must be like. Sure. Yeah, we so must sorry. get repetitive after a while. <laughs> no, it was so many, but it, I mean, they're just, they're so good to listen to. So it was not very hard for me at all. Nice. So I, I have a question before we get to listener questions or, or Twitter questions. How do you survive with your phone with a Twitter account with 342,000 followers? I have no, I, eventually, I think I had to put all of like the replies on mute. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I just, I try to manage it as best I can. It's a little bit harder during the hiatus season, but yeah. um, I try to, you know, stay on it as much as possible just to kind of interact with everybody but um i guess it's it's a bigger thing to manage since it is so many followers i'm honestly not sure how it got to so many (laughs) um it's just a show that i love to watch and tweet about and talk to people about so that's also a huge honor (laughs) to have that um been such a big thing for me okay cool yeah i know Way back in the day, something happened. I think Troyan must have tweeted about us or something, and suddenly my phone just started blowing up. I was like, "Oh my god, what is happening?" Because we had like yeah. all the all the notifications turned on at that point, and it was like we just had to like turn them all off on our our main Twitter account. We only have like six thousand followers or something. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think it was kind of the same thing for me. I don't know. It's like Marlene that had tweeted something with the with my username in it, and then from that point, it just it, it kind of grew from there. Mm-hmm. And so I think eventually, like Marlene was following me, so she would respond a little bit more, and so it got just a little bit bigger as that <laughs> happened. So um, that was kind of awesome to see it get um, that many followers. That still shocks me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I have a, I guess my first question kind of uh, leading into that for you would just be, how did you get into this originally? Was it always your intention to have like a massive fan account or, or how'd that go down? Not really. I mean, I started with season one. I was in college and um, I started the show from the very beginning. I was watching it and like none of my friends for some reason would want to watch it with me. I mean, I'd heard all the buzz like about the books and everything. And so I was like, I'm going to give the show a try. Mm-hmm. I watched it and like fell in love with it from the beginning. And I just tried to like encourage my friends to watch it. And they just decided against it for some reason. <laughs> um, but from that point, I just got more involved with social media. I created the account and it was just like from the very beginning, it was just kind of me talking. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then eventually you get people who respond and they're like, yeah, I have that same question and, and things like that. Um, and then, like I said, it kind of grew, um, when Marlene had responded. And so you notice like your followers increase after one of those, you know, big names of PLL kind of follows you or, you know, mentions your Twitter name and things like that. Um, and then it just, it kind of went up from there. I don't really know how it got so big. Um, but that also kind of led to 
the writing for me. So like in my very beginning of my writing, like freelance career, I actually got to interview Marlene um, at the end of season two. The season two hadn't premiered yet. It was when they were uh, revealing like the first A, so Mona, Mm -hmm. obviously. Um, And I actually got the opportunity, one of my editors, um, he was not able to do the interview or had to schedule something else. And I just, I got this email one day and it was like, so I wanted to run this by you. Um, Any chance you would be willing to, you know, interview Marlene King. And I was just (laughs) like, are you kidding? Like, yes, let me set aside absolutely everything um, on my schedule and get that done. So um, that was really cool. And then, you know, the writing for Alloy Entertainment kind of came in. I've been doing that for about two years and then it was kind of it was a little bit heartbreaking to uh, see them take that site down recently. That that was a huge bummer. But why? I mean, especially on the eve of the show returning for its like final victory lap. Why would you like halt that production? I wonder. Exactly. Yeah, I've been talking to my editor. I mean, she didn't really, you know, have too many things to say about you know why, which I completely understand. Um, but. She just kind of mentioned that the the Alloy Entertainment was kind of taking a turn, and so all of the media was just, mm. um, you know, they were taking away a lot of that media content. And she had sent um, a couple of the other freelancers. They would uh, freelance for, like, Vampire Diaries or some of the other shows under Alloy. And she sent us all an email and was just like, save all of your stuff that you want. I'm not sure when or if they're going to take the site down, but that's like kind of in the making. It sounds like they might do that. And so I just, I kind of got right on it. I saved some of the the bigger posts, but yeah, that's always been one of my questions is kind of, (laughs) why would you do that? You have 10 episodes left and you can promote this show so well towards the end, I think. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so it was a huge bummer when I found that out. I mean, it just seems like a, a great way to cash in on like, you know, hey, want clues about the final 10 episodes? Go read the 16 books or whatever. Exactly. You know, just a little yeah. bit more. <laughs> right. Exactly. I think, like I said, I think they could have done a lot with it and really, really promoted the show towards its end. Um, so hmm. it's, it's kind of kind of a downer that I don't get to do that anymore, but definitely love the, the experience. And I think um, one of the best things was I think I wrote a um a post about like 15 reasons that like Mona Vanderwall is the <laughs> best character on Pretty Little Liars and Janelle like retweeted it so it's like yes I love this I want to keep doing this so <laughs> that was that was really cool to like actually have the cast like see what you're doing and things like that so that's really cool I like that one and the other one I, I don't I know you didn't write but it still sticks out my mind is I think it was Theodora wrote one where it was like Taylor Swift lyrics that summed up Ezria. <laughs> yes, and I, I do like, remember that one. It's a perfect storm of internet. <laughs> it absolutely is. I think one of my first uh, articles, like with her, she was definitely she was my editor, so I talked to her very frequently. Um, I think I came up with like thirteen reasons Taylor Swift should like move to Rosewood <laughs> or something. So I think that was like my first article, and she's she's a Taylor Swift fan too, so that was really cool. Taylor Swift would have been the perfect guest star for PLO. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> now, please welcome to the stage, Allison De Laurentiis and A. <laughs> a would have done it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of weird that hiatus has been going on for so long that like we already know. 
that they've they've torn down all the sets. Uh, the Alloy website isn't up anymore. It's like there's still ten episodes to go, but it's like everyone's moved on, and we're just still waiting and waiting. Which it's not like it's a a bad show. It's still their number you, one. And hit, you're just yeah. burning it off. You know, it's like this is this is eagerly anticipated by people. Um, I don't yeah. know. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Did it? Uh, did watching the show change for you at all when suddenly it was kind of like your job now to kind of you know watch with writing in mind and, and like a Twitter account to support and all that? Not really. I kind of just like to approach it as just as being a fan of the show and like putting that into the the writing and everything. Um, it was definitely a little bit harder to, I guess, watch the episodes knowing that I had to meet a deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the um, content and material on Alloy Entertainment was more of like your BuzzFeed type articles. So like 15 reasons for this and you mm-hmm. know, things like that. So um, not not particularly. I, I think I really enjoyed going back like to different episodes that had already happened mm-hmm. based on kind of the topics that I was looking to write about. That was really fun because it was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really cool to kind of um, mix that into the the writing as well. But I just I really like to approach it as like fun and, and being a fan and looking at it that way. That's nice. to do it. Well, should we start with questions then? Yeah, yeah uh, let's do it. Jamie, do you want to start with one of your questions first? Sure, I can do that. Um, let's see. One that I got was, let's see. Most recently, I think it was, this was one of the last questions that came in today, actually. Um, it was from K underscore LN04. And she said, has any scene of PLL made you tear up or almost cry? Mm. Oh, that's a tough one. Marco, you go first. Um, when Liam points out that editors are, pre- <laughs> Ezra's a predator in uh, their book note session, I, uh, I thought that was beautiful. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh, I'm cry. I don't know. I'm a fairly emotionless person, so I don't know if cry. I could quite make a claim to that. But anytime they're really mean to Mona in season three after she comes back, I also feel really bad for Mona. Like when Mona goes and cries, I feel bad for her. What about when Spencer gives her a hug after they come out of the dollhouse? Not so much, yeah. Okay. I did. I I absolutely agree. When they're so like mean to Mona, um, I didn't really like that either. She is one of my favorites. Um, but I think the biggest thing for me, and I don't know if I really like teared up or like almost cried, but really feeling what was going on was I think when Spencer was like outside of Toby's door after she had just found oh, out yeah. that oh, he was yeah. a like that was really emotional for me I'm a huge Spencer fan so I could definitely like feel what she was going through and Torian did such a good job with that so I uh I don't think I teared up a lot during the dark Spencer saga but it definitely I don't know it reminded me of places where I'm I'm hollow <laughs> <laughs> There was definitely an emotional resonance, but I don't know if it was a teary-eyed one. Um, but yeah, yeah, it definitely started in like that emotional, um, like the emotional way when she first found out, and then she was heartbroken. But then, like Torian did such a good job with Spencer's character when she like took a downward spiral. I mean, that's consistently the answer to my question. Like, what's what's the your favorite 
season of Pretty Little Liars is the third season. Mm-hmm. Of, mm-hmm. I mean, that was just, it was fantastically done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking of one now, just like a good emotional moment would be the end of 610 when they're all going off to college. Mm. Winnie the Pooh? Yeah, the Winnie the Pooh quote. Definitely. Uh, they're all hugging each other. Um. So, so I'll I'll jump into one okay. of ours. Um, this one's from Kara. Uh, I'm gonna bring up Kara especially first because when I threw out the thing about the real quick about the Paley Fest after party, Kara sent an amazingly detailed email which I need <laughs> to send on to Benji. Um, she asked, "What are your theories on why AD helped Emily by giving her a, a passing grade on her test out exam?" Uh, I have a theory. Shoot, uh, I think twofold number one she then has leverage over emily mm-hmm. uh number two it makes emily feel bad mm-hmm. and then also number three um i can't remember now but those are two of them <laughs> uh, what do you oh, think? To, to keep her around too you know she doesn't want emily to leave kind of like when mona did to her in season two or Dambi? four or, yeah i don't yeah or two or four whenever that was the Dambi thing <laughs> I don't know. What do you think, uh, Jamie? Yeah, I think it was like to to definitely keep her around. Um, but I think it's also A's like motivation to like give you something while also taking something from you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's consistently a theme for A throughout the show. I, and I think that was probably uh, his or her motivation behind that for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're Emily, by that point, you know how A plays the game. And so A doesn't necessarily even have to do anything. Just the the pit in your stomach feeling Emily's going to get knowing that A was behind this grade. It's like, oh, God, now what? Like, you're just, she's going to be waiting for the hammer to drop on that the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I had a question here from SEO Tess uh, saying, since it's the, quote, deadliest season ever, what are the most satisfying potential deaths? Um, Tess sent two questions. They're both very deaf. Yeah, I was going to hold off on the other death one for a little later. But so. way to go, Tess, yeah. taking it there. Um, what, what do you think, Jimmy? What are the What are your most satisfying potential deaths? Oh goodness, I, I'm not sure. I think it'll be. I'm I'm suspecting that that A will will die. Um, Hmm. so I guess I can't really say, you know, who that is or, you know, we all have our theories and everything, but I think like the, the most satisfying, I guess, will, if it happens, maybe be the death of A, because (laughs) then it's kind of, you know, everything is okay for the girls again. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I'm going to speak for, for Benji and I both and i i could be wrong i could be mistaken we have talked this a little bit pastor ted mm-hmm. yeah yeah pastor ted dying in some horrific accident i think would be very satisfying mm-hmm. i can get with that one too absolutely mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe bring back lorenzo just to kill him off <laughs> i was just i was looking through some of the season six episodes today trying to pick out my favorite and like he showed up and i was like oh this guy man i forgot about him Ugh. i think that would be the perfect way for pastor ted to go <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, do you have any other questions? Um, let's see. I think the one for me that got like the most response was, um, who was your favorite character of Pretty Little Liars at the beginning of the season? And did that stay the same 
or do you have a new favorite character now? The season or the the show in general? Well, I guess the show in general, yeah. Okay. Uh, good question. Like at the very beginning of the show, it was probably Arya just because she seemed like the main character. Um, that definitely shifted to Spencer over time. And I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say like, like of the four liars, Spencer is my favorite, but then there's also Mona and Allie. And I don't know, you know, whether or not you count them or not, but they're also favorites of mine, at least old Allie. I don't, I don't really like new Allie. Hmm. Um, pretty much the same uh, for me. It was, it was Lucy Hale and Aria were my, was my favorite at the beginning of the show. And then by the end of season one and onward, it was Spencer and Mona. Um, pretty pretty seriously oh and peter hastings yeah um uh and i i just want to say to your point i like that allison was at least able to grow up enough to become boring <laughs> i like that she had that option what about you jamie um i would have to say that um at the beginning of the series like spencer had me at hope reads eternal misery okay. and then i mean she's she's definitely been my favorite character going forward but then as you as you get into the show mona also joins her so it's really hard for me to pick just one like between mm -hmm. spencer and mona so mm -hmm. definitely those two yeah i know in, in season three when mona is in the mental hospital that was when i was really like man this character is great yes absolutely same for me mm -hmm. was that kind of before like like skyfall and like Star Trek in the Darkness and all these things where mm -hmm. it's like, let's let's go back to the trope of having our villain imprisoned and what that reflects yeah, in the hero. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She uh, meant to get caught, all that. Yeah. Um, so I got a question from Bobby. <laughs> this is a two-part question, and I, I like it. Um, what's up with Caleb and Mona? And what do you want to be up with Caleb and Mona? Hmm. I don't know. Jamie, you go first on this one. Yeah, that one's a hard one. I mean, I I love their conversations together because they're mostly sarcastic because you can tell that they don't really like each other. But then as the show went on, I think Caleb kind of saw that Mona's intentions were to help the girls. Um, I mean, I guess towards the later season and she's no longer A or maybe she is. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but I think that um, I really enjoy most of their conversations i don't really know that i would say anything is going on with them mm -hmm. but i think that like the the two of them will definitely have something in like that have something to do with the end result of like finding out who a is or you know i think they'll have a play in building up to that moment mm -hmm. um the the thing that really, I mean, obviously when i read this question the first thing that comes to my mind is the uh pouring each other's like tea or coffee or whatever mm -hmm. so perfectly in sync and it kind of reminds me of um, at the end of is it six eleven when mm -hmm. Spencer and Caleb walk in that perfect sync together. Um, so if Caleb and Mona were having an affair, I honestly, with Caleb's track record now, I would be totally okay with it because they have such incredible chemistry as Mona does with everyone. If they were just going to host their own cooking show or like a morning talk show where they pour each other coffee and, and dissect questions and psyches, I'd be totally into that too. I would watch that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> the hyper reality morning hour. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I got to assume they're up to something, but maybe they just have some side plan to try to protect Hannah or figure out who A is or something like that. We're pretty sure he's the one she's talking to in that trailer for 6B, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, when, the, when Mona... It's simple. We mm -hmm. killed the Batman. Yeah. Yeah. 
when Mona is talking about uh, someone's been watching the whole time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think they're having an affair. I, I don't know. People get pretty mad probably. Um, <laughs> Can you do that twice? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I could see, like, I, I think it would be neat because we have a, like a bunch of questions like on who's A and what's her AD theory. It would be neat if it was like all the significant others, like if Ezra and Caleb and Toby were all in on it or something like that. And Mono's helping them out. That would be kind of interesting. Then who gets the the most of the evil dramatic monologue? Is it Ezra? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if if you had a lot of A's, I don't know how you'd do that. I think they'd have to pass off, like hand off Spencer. One or the, other. Yeah. the reason that we are what I uh think that Toby's trying to say here is um <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, as long as we're talking about who is AD? Like we had a lot of questions. Like who do we think is AD, or what do we think about this or that person being AD? I was thinking maybe we should just like run down the list of like the main AD suspects. Um, Ren is mm-hmm. one of them, obviously. Jamie, any thoughts on Ren? I think he's suspicious. I mean, they're you know they're definitely bringing him back for a reason. I don't know if he's you know super. Uh, involved in it, meaning that, you know, he is the ultimate A or anything like that. I'm, but I'm definitely suspicious of him. I, I think he definitely has a hand in the game in one way or another. But I'm I'm not too certain that he is like big A or Uber A or whatever they're calling A now. <laughs> you know, we were just doing our last rewatch episode. All of our suspicions about Ren all come from like that one phone call. And then, like, coloring in the thing on the fact that he can't spell diagnosis, mm-hmm. possibly under the powers of Mona. Like, honestly, there's nothing really before that other than just he, he has a penchant for young girls and powerful Hastings women. Um, and he likes to be of use to them. Like, it's, I mean, and he's been in the, in the show since the pilot. Yeah. 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 He's been around. Um, I suspect it's going to turn out that he was like being blackmailed by Charlotte or something like that, where he was, he was never like a, but maybe just helping out, you know, maybe because of leverage or whatever, like probably some, something nefarious, but not necessarily like part of the A team is my guess. Like bringing Charlotte Oxy. Yeah. Or you mean Miss, uh, Melissa? Yeah. That one time. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of Melissa, she's a big candidate for AD. Um, I could see it. It almost seems like the show like loves like delights in setting up Melissa as super shady and then like always handing it off to somebody else right at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So it'd be funny if Melissa actually was the big bad this time around. Um, I don't know. I, I think that would be a, a good A. I'm sure Tori DeVito would be good at it, although we haven't seen her in a little while. Mm. Uh, I. I feel like Melissa's got too much of her own shit going on to be a, I don't know. What do you think, Jamie? Yeah. I mean, Melissa's definitely a huge suspect for me. Um, but kind of like you said, she's, she's got her own stuff going on, but she's so like, she could definitely do it. I mean, she has, um, I guess the, the means to do it. And, I, I mean, I think she would be, she's definitely a huge suspect in the A game. Um, I don't, everybody's kind of looking at her, but I guess like the ultimate reason is kind of why 
behind that for mm-hmm. me. I mean, we know she doesn't, you know, get along with her sister that much, but like, you know, is that really a reason to torture them? And I mean, I know like she was involved in the whole thing with like Bethany Young and, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, that could definitely be a reason to cover everything up. But I think the biggest thing for me is she's super suspicious, like as you watch her grow throughout the seasons. But I think the biggest question like with Melissa is why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a good theory not that long ago that it kind of posited that that Melissa was Charlotte's killer and that we'd already basically seen all the evidence we needed for this. Kind of similar to how Cece was so obviously A in the first half of season four and then like everybody just forgot about it because they like threw in the whole Ezra thing. Um, that like <laughs> they already showed that like it was her luggage, like handle strap thing, whatever, that was like the murder weapon more or less. Um, so maybe she actually is Charlotte's killer and we're just like waiting for that shoe to drop. Hmm. That could be it. I definitely remember those episodes where like Cece was actually standing like outside the door <laughs> in the A hoodie and all of those episodes like you you remember them, but I think you look at them as as red herrings and you're like, yeah. I'm, I'm not really sure if this is it. Would they really put this right in front of my face? But as we've seen time and time again, they, they absolutely do that. So, I, I mean, it definitely could be Melissa. <laughs> I would I would trade in Melissa being a or just one more scene like the one of her and hannah in that like london bathroom <laughs> yeah i that's I, a great scene yeah i would i would drink that in like a fine wine <laughs> i mean it's pll it's not bound by reality so all i really need is for like peter hastings to be, walk in and be like as a lawyer you know the statute limitations on burying a girl alive is five years totally in the clear <laughs> i'm trying to think who would be the other big suspect i mean ezra is always a fun one what do you think, what do you think Lucas. about that? Lucas. Yeah, yeah I think Lucas, Lucas is right. huge. Like, mm-hmm. he's super suspicious. I mean, he has several motives to do it, I think. And and he just disappears for long periods of time, just like everybody else on the show. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I don't know. I, I kind of have my eye on Lucas a little bit. He definitely fits into that category of, like, it seems so obvious that you're you think it's a trick or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, the writers are, he's just a red herring. It can't be him, even though, like, he... He has like motive, means, and opportunity like completely. And he's super shady. And like, why is he still around? Yeah. Skewered sense of reality. And mm-hmm. also, how did he make all that money? Mm-hmm. I still want to know who packed up all of Charlotte's stuff from the Karasumi group. And like, will that ever come back? Like, is that going to be a part of the ultimate A reveal or not? I want more with the fact that Mona stayed behind. Mm-hmm. like in the the brain or whatever it was and like i just picture her like dumping funds into her own offshore accounts and like deleting all videos of her and like, like she's that. got the uh the make yourself disappear program from mm-hmm. uh, batman dark knight rises yeah <laughs> uh let's see any other candidates i mean aria obviously uh we got one question that was like uh gizmom asked any current theories on how aria being a could play out um I'm just going to answer real quick for, for myself. Uh, it's pretty much how you'd expect. Yeah. Benji? Uh, I think it's like dissociative personality. Like she looks in a mirror and she switches to Cofney Montgomery and, you know. Pig Junior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I definitely think both of you are right. I think it's if if it was Arya, it would definitely play out like you would expect it to. Um, I think people just go back to, I think it was one of the very first scenes in the pilot episode where she's like standing in that mirror and like looking at, at herself and then Ella comes up behind her. And I just, I've. I don't think it's Arya. I would love it to be Arya. I've mm-hmm. always said that like nobody would look better in a black hoodie than Arya Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm definitely, I, I'm definitely rooting for that. I would love it to be one of the girls, honestly. Yeah, it would be incredibly satisfying if it was Arya after all this time. Yeah, because <laughs> she's so shady, and she, I mean, they have made such a point of always showing her looking at herself in mirrors, which is something Mona did to some extent too. Um, yeah, Arya's A would be super fun. But even with Mona, I like that it was always more functional. It was always, it was always like, looking behind her. Looking yeah. behind her and like kind of using as a as a, a, a glamorous like spycraft method. But with Arya, it's just like she's lost in the abyss of herself. Mm-hmm. And Pictunia is helping her download that information. Uh, um, oh, the one last uh, suspect we should mention is just Allison. You know, mm. may- maybe new Boring Alley is all just an act and that she's playing the long con. Uh, and believes that one of the liars killed her sister and is just torturing them because of that. I've, it's hard to work that in with all the Archer Dunhill, Mary Drake, like gaslighting stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you could say that was a whole separate con that was going on. Like he was a, uh, a Lyndon James. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Let's uh, see. Any more questions, Jamie? Um. Let's see. I think one of the others that got like a really big response for me, I guess it's it's kind of a longer one, but um, I think people really enjoyed answering like name your favorite episode um, from each season mm. of Pretty Little Liars thus far. Hmm. I have mine. Do you have yours? Uh, you, you, you take it for a second. I'll take it. All right. Uh, J- Jamie, do you have yours as well? Yeah, I have mine ready to go. That was okay. a that was a longer one for me, so I had to <laughs> I had to really think about it. <laughs> to be fair, Jamie did ask us this prior, and I um, mm-hmm. the only one who didn't do my homework. Well, let's uh, let's go season by season, and you can you can add live if you need to. Okay, uh, Jamie, what is your first favorite episode of the first season of PLL? Um, I've really enjoyed a person of interest where they start suspecting mm-hmm. Spencer of everything. Hmm. So. Yeah, I, think I definitely that was one of the ones we rewatched recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good episode. Uh, I had picked, uh, no surprise, 114, Careful What You Wish For. Uh, I just find that episode great with the dance a thon and Arya losing her mind because uh, Meg Manning from Veronica Mars is trying to steal Ezra away. And, uh, so much fun. Ian is really creepy in that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I will as I want to do cheat and say um, I really like person or uh, careful what you wish for I like the homecoming one you got to pick one and I'm gonna go with the one where they keep having the flashback to the time by the lake and like every single character from high school is important was happened to be there oh we just watched that one yeah yeah I'm just blanking on the title Lucas has got his boat Noel Khan's got the girl who just got a boob job mm-hmm. Jenna's there. Uh, yeah, I believe that was Please Do Talk About Me When I'm Gone. Allison, of course, is just like, that's Im- immortality, my darlings. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like a flashback to her royal court. Essentially. Yeah, that, that's Please Do Talk About Me When I'm Gone, episode 108. That's the one with the old Jason. It's the first time we see him. Oh, boy. His weird self. Okay, so season two, 
Jamie, what's your favorite? Oh, goodness. Season two. Um, I think I'm going to have to go through many dangerous toils and snares. I really loved that episode. Uh, for some reason, um, I'm usually on my feet when I watch Pretty Little Liars <laughs> and I can I can catch a few things that's going on. But they really threw me for a loop with that episode. And I was like, if you can really, really confuse me with the show um, or, you know, psych me out and and shock me at the beginning or at the end of the episode then i really enjoy it so that one really actually got me i was not expecting them to like be in cahoots and then um be playing a which i thoroughly enjoyed (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah it's the first time they really turned the tables on a where it seemed like a a was rattled by that you know they lost their phone and they're super mad at the end of the episode masterfully um I'm going to jump in and just say that that's, that's also my favorite hands down from season two. Um, it's perfectly executed. Great direction. Um, Emily facing off against a, like they're all supposed to be there. And of course their own individual dramas keep them. So Emily, as usual, who I think sometimes as Mona has said is possibly the most ill-equipped for this kind of drama is the one who has to like really step up her game and face a, and of course the great, like, do you want to see what you're afraid of? And she opens the box um i love it i mean that's that's like a stephen moffat episode of doctor who uh right there this one is tough because season two is so good uh i ultimately went with my gut this has always been a favorite episode of mine uh 213 the first secret hmm. uh, i just loved the reveal of fi- finally getting to see ali kind of not interpreted through flashback memory but ali as herself and she she's always fascinating music characters one of my favorite characters and uh seeing that she had her own a back back in in the day before everything else went down was such like a huge like twist to me it was such a big flip in it kind of deepened the whole mystery i just love that episode okay so uh let's see season three what do you got jamie season three i think i have to go with will the circle be unbroken um I really loved Spencer's monologue at the end of that episode where she is talking to like the imaginary Hannah, Emily and Aria um, and just basically telling them like, you know, you can't count on me. And I I mean, also I I thoroughly enjoyed the flashback to uh, Mona singing, will the circle (laughs) be broken in the church? (laughs) So that was definitely my favorite episode from that season. That was a popular year for that song and also showed up in Bioshock Infinite. I thought it was just like a really weird confluence, like these these two pieces of media that were so disparate are both like featuring the same song. Well, they're basically the same thing. Yeah. Uh, what do you got for number or season three? Um, because the Dark Spencer saga is just one big, beautiful, gorgeous, tumorous chunk to me. Uh, I'm going to go with, you know, no surprise, episode nine, the con game. <laughs> I just... I just love that. It's such like a, a, it's always, it's like, it's the dawn, <laughs> right, right before the, the darkness. I, I, I love it. Yeah. Not surprised that you picked that one. Yeah. Uh, no surprise either. I picked, I'm your puppet 323. Uh, I just love that episode. I, I love the Faust puppet show, uh, the weird dance dream sequence with, uh, Allie and Spencer there. Um, I think that's the one with the bell. We just watched this, so I should remember. Um, the one with the whole, <laughs> how do you sell a hot bell? And then like they find out at the end of the episode, it was all like one big con by A. Yeah, it's a really fun episode. Oh, and Arya's about to break up with Ezra there, too. Hmm. 
Okay, so season four. I feel like we might all have the same one. I don't know. We'll see. What What do you got, Jamie? Yeah, I have Shadow Play. I just <laughs> yeah. that that one's fantastic, and I mean that's literally an episode that I can just watch over and over again. That mm-hmm. Joseph Doherty did so good with that episode. Yeah, me too, Marco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that episode it maybe the pinnacle of the show. Like it's just such a high watermark, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, so good. And I just I love the way they embraced the Norish elements while still keeping the characters PLL-ish at the same time. You know, um, it was like this nice mix where it wasn't it, they weren't like totally out of character, but they weren't, you know, they they sprinkled in the Norse stuff at the same time. It was just really fun. Well, so so speaking of the writer that episode, Joseph Jordy, he he just posted something somewhere online recently where he said the thing to understand about PLL is that the screenwriter for rear window is the same guy who wrote Peyton place. Mm. It's like, once you accept that, it's like PLL makes sense to you. So exactly to your point. All right. Uh, season five, this was tough for me. What'd you get? What'd you have Jamie? Yeah, this one was also tough for me. Um, I mean, season five was tough in general because you know, you have Mona's death and Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. I actually thought Marlene was gonna gonna roll with that I was keeping my fingers crossed that she would not Mm -hmm. um, which thankfully she didn't Um, but I'm torn between two I really enjoyed the Christmas episode so how the A stole Christmas Mm -hmm. and then I I really enjoyed the finale of season five welcome to the dollhouse Um, just one you find out Mona's alive and then you find out where the girls are and um but I guess if I had to pick one, only one, I would go with the the Christmas episode, how they stole Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, so mine, um, so I think I've said before, uh, 5A is probably my favorite season after 3B. Mm. I really love 5A. I love the look of it. I love the sudden, real hardcore influx of darkness that like just seems perfectly at home in Rosewood. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say that the one that I, I really go back to a lot is, uh, episode six, no one here can love or understand me. I'm sorry. Episode 11. No one here can love or understand me. Yeah. I like that episode. I feel like I give it slight demerits for the, uh, Ravenswood stuff at the end, <laughs> <laughs> but just, just that Aria and also and the Mona. Ouija tie in. Yeah. The Aria Mona stuff is great. Yeah. She's whispering in. Mona's ear and you never you never know what she said mm-hmm. only that Mona's just like you're good you know where to stick the knife yeah this one was tough for me because I really like taking this one to the grave but ultimately I had to go with welcome to the dollhouse just because that episode was just so insane it was like PLL turned into like a lost episode or something it was it was so far away from anything normal on the show like that they're actually is actually kidnapped them and is torturing them in bunkers and like there's a yeah, it was just wild. But it's and it's it's like a quick the setup for that premise is so quick and then it's just like you're just in the dollhouse and it makes sense and you're like literally on the edge of your seat. That's like a water cooler episode. Mm-hmm. Um for sure. All right, moving on to season 6. What do you got, Jamie? Season 6 was kind of hard for me. Um I I think I would go with of late I think of Rosewood. Um, I think that was a, a pretty good episode. I like the uh, transition into the the five-year time jump, kind of seeing like where the girls are now and kind of like laying the groundwork for going forward with them being 
you know, five years older and kind of what they have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I, I'm just trying to imagine like the, the utter feet of that. Cause the really show like from a, from the way the show looks to the way that the characters play themselves or the actors play the characters way, the way it's written. Like, you know, it's the next week <laughs> it's people's day job and they have to convey that five years have passed of all the, the drama and the comedy and everything that's, that's happened to that. Uh, for me, it's going to be episode two songs of innocence. Oh yeah. Why? I I love that show because it, that episode. I mean, like you get the 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 crux of everything that made the dollhouse important. Like the other shoot that's going to drop is all right there. Uh, plus the culmination of everything these these liars have been up to for the previous you know twenty four years that they've been in their senior year of high school. Um, these characters are real people, and and it's one of those ones that people can like relate to, probably a little too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I almost went with 601 Game on Charles for this, just because it's kind of like the second part to Welcome to the Dollhouse. Uh, ultimately, I went with Hush Hush, Sweet Little Liars, hmm. uh, just because so much is happening there. Um, there's some really funny, like, Spencer Caleb scenes at the beginning, and he, like, totally says nothing when she says, I love you, which I find hilarious. Um, Peter Hastings is around. That's, that's the one where they all, like, toast mm-hmm. the, the victory and mm-hmm. whatnot, yeah. Um, we we get the reveal that there is a a, Mary, a Drake twin mm-hmm. or you know sibling or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. That was a pretty fun episode to me. Plus, Caleb starts his uh, what like four day like not washing, mm-hmm. not washing his junk binge. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> season seven, Jamie. What do you have? Oh, goodness. Um, I didn't really focus too much on season seven. I don't know what they're going to come back with. I think they're going to come back with some, you know, 10 really solid episodes to to round out the the series. But um, I don't really remember the name of the episode for some reason. But when the girls like kill Elliot, because I just don't like that guy. The one where um, they kill him or the one right after? Oh, goodness. They, they kill him at the end of Talented Mr. Collins. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I yeah. So the one after, like okay. when they're trying to like scurry and like bury the body and everything like that, I just I really didn't like him. So maybe like <laughs> the end of that episode where he actually dies, and then the next episode where they're trying to cover it up. Um, I think that was really good. I think I think you know people kind of saw that coming where he would kind of bite the dust, <laughs> but um, it was kind of a shocking way for him to go. I think. Yeah, I had the same one as well. Episode four, hit and run, run, run. Uh, that has that great scene between Spencer and Hannah and Caleb where that whole situation just disintegrates. Uh, Jenna comes back in that episode, which was just like so much fun. It was just like iconic, you know, tapping Kane coming in. They're all like, oh, shit, what are you doing here? Um, Mona shows up. We hadn't seen her for a few episodes there. That was just like a fun episode to me. Um, I really like the 10th episode i think it's really good it's 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 bonkers in a in a way that the show hadn't really done since i felt like the dollhouse but yeah for me it's episode four hit and run 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 because it felt like um it almost felt like a like a second season premiere for season seven mm-hmm. you know what they they finally had like a new thing to <laughs> cover up and lie about and be, like real stakes yeah, yeah yeah be bound together from and so uh plus you know the spencer and caleb hannah scene which is basically you know, that scene from Hamlet, that scene from Lion and Winter, but also all of the Spencer stuff after that is so just drowning in, in good drama. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. And I remember because it never felt like in 6B that they'd fully established why A has this like power over them. You know, it's just like, I think you killed Charlotte. And so they just like, it, it never felt like A had enough leverage. And then finally, when they actually like, you know, kill someone and bury the body, it's like, okay, now you have something to really be guilty about. Mm. Which is, which is the big crux of the show is mm-hmm. their own guilt. Yeah. From the Jenna thing to this, to that, and the other. Okay. Let's see. Any other questions, Marco? Uh, I have a bunch of more questions. Okay. Yeah. What about, what about you, Jamie? Oh, you got, you just asked one. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Charlene asked, uh, since Pastor Ted seems like he could be older than Mary, what if he's at least the father of either little Teddy or from her story, from her story, from Mary's story, or perhaps Charlotte herself? Hmm. I just don't know what the point of that would be at this point. You know, he's coming back. I mean, it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why he's coming back. I don't understand it. What do you think, Jamie? Yeah, I'm not really sure. I, I think I kind of agree. I'm not sure where they would kind of go with that. I don't I mean, I know that he's coming back, but I don't know that he's going to be like the the center of like a big answer or anything like that. I, mm. I mean, like you said, I, if he if he were the one to bite the dust, then I'm I'm totally OK with it. I don't know if he's you know going to play that big of a role, mm. uh, but who knows? There's no telling what they'll do with these last 10 episodes. Well, and. Ashley was so beholden to him because you know she lost her job. Was this other, he was uh, Peter Bale. Peter Bale. He was, I guess, a nice guy following the um, the hit and run that was Wilden. Um, she's the successful proprietor of a mental house turned, you know, fancy bar slash like hotel where people get killed and all the time. Like, doesn't need him. Doesn't need him for nothing. Well, I guess like revealing that he was the father of Charlotte. I just don't know what, what does that mean for the story? It kind of, it makes me think a little of like in Lost season six when they like revealed that the whispers were just like dead people on the island and you're just like, okay, like so, mm. you know, like it's just kind of anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. I mean, wouldn't Charlotte share all of our feelings and be like, why couldn't Peter Hastings be my dad? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Peter Hastings is everyone's dad on the show. How is it that I hate Pastor Ted more than Ken? It's like I, uh-huh. I it's like I, I I root Ken on like Pete Campbell, like early Pete Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Let me see. I think I have some other questions here. Uh any predictions for how Ren and Ezra will be connected in 7B? That was from Rachel Dirksen. Uh like Siamese twins? Like a Farrelly Brothers comedy? I don't know. What do you think, Jamie? I'm not sure about that one. I think I've seen a couple of different theories to where they're like, they're, they're brothers. Um, I, I mean, I really, I really don't know. Maybe they just, you know, have a scene together and you know, Ren spills everything to Ezra. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that he has, you know, some kind of connection to him, but who knows? Yeah. I was like the one for a while that the Ezra had the friend whose cabin he was borrowing. I was like, was that, that, that was Ren's cabin. Yeah. That they're somehow friends on the side. Wouldn't there be more like British stuff? British shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, like some, some football trophies or something. <laughs> um, so 
Andrew asked some good questions. Uh, is there any minor mister in particular that you'd like to see addressed or answered in 7B? And bless Andrew, because he says, other than what Maya knew, of course. <laughs> minor mystery. Uh, I don't know. Jamie, do you got any there? I'm going to have to think about this one. Yeah. I'd, um, did you say minor questions? Yeah, minor um, mystery. Oh, goodness. Um, I think there are a lot of like minor questions to be answered. Um, I I think I actually wrote an article. It, it gets pretty funny, like at the end of the season when you look back. And I think I listed like 121 questions, <laughs> you know, that you have after that Pretty Little Liars finale or something. But I think one of the things, and like I said, they may, they may have already explained it and with everything going on, I just forgot. But I really want to know how Mona got a set of in- Emily's keys. <laughs> like I want to know like the process and like the flashback to her doing that i think that i was just i was kind of shocked when she said you know no i have my own set mm-hmm. um so i guess just you know little bitty things of how mona kind of did what she did i uh i never watched past the first episode of that scream tv show but i always thought like if they do that show i hope they do the thing that i always wanted from the movies which is like give me a chunk of an episode where i just see ghostface doing stuff like no 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 like identity reveal or anything just like the logistics of being ghostface and like that would be like such a, like a great like Mona as a thing like just watching her work her magic mm-hmm. and in playing the games and was it uh what they call it hacker world social engineering yeah yeah, yeah. um let's you- see minor questions for me um I'd like to know more about Sarah Harvey I'm I'm really curious to know if she's coming back oh, or not would you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I just I. I, I could see them just never mentioning her again, but it kind of seems like she was like Charlotte's helper. Like, how did she become that way? Was she actually kidnapped or not? Like, there's just that many questions there. Well, like, here's a question about shower in the dollhouse. Mm-hmm. I feel like they knew that that was going to go belly up. Right. What, what do you mean? Well, because she did like the ratty hair mm-hmm. and the top and everything. Had she just displeased Charlotte? Well, that's what I don't know. Was she actually kidnapped and like this like Stockholm syndrome, uh, like plaything of Charlotte's, where she got to come out and like feed the other prisoners if she was good or something? Like what? Or was this cover? Yeah, in yeah. case she got caught. Was it? Or is she just that fucking pragmatic though, mm-hmm. or she's just like ready to like play the victim like that? Um. I mean, there's probably like small characters that I would I would do the Kelly from the office thing where it's like, I have one question. How dare you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Andrew had one other question, which is, do you believe that it is Spencer's destiny to kill A.D. since she's the only liar to as yet take a life? But what if she is A.D.? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, it, it, it is amazing that she hasn't killed anyone yet uh, that we know of. I mean, even accidentally. Yeah. I wonder what they're going to do. Would... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, that's okay. I, I was saying I think it would be like her ultimate revenge. Like if AD was the one who like just recently shot her like towards the end of, of season mm, seven yeah. or seven A. Um, but. I, you know, a part of me also hopes Spencer is A2. So, like I said, I think any of the girls would be most satisfying <laughs> for me. 
Well, so far when they found out who A is, they haven't then killed that person. You know, Mona fell. They didn't mean for her to fall. Uh, Charlotte, they talked down from a ledge. So I wonder how they will, will react to this final AD. I mean, most most of the, the villains do find some kind of redemption, except for Nate St. Germain, because he can and, go to hell. And yeah. Uh, Rollins, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And willed in to some extent, yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of want AD to be Ezra, just in the, for that last episode to be like the big Ezreal wedding, and then it's just like, worst fear confirmed, he's A, and like dies. Would he monologue as like say like a toast as a toast yeah <laughs> like he does like the fork on the glass I thing think, i think he does the um i can't remember the character's name but veronica mars season three where it's like the the eventual reveal you know spoilers um he gives it away just by talking too much he's so proud of his plan that he can't help but slip up by talking too much about it hmm. Hmm. let's see that would be ezra that's how jamie lost yeah. a hand in game of thrones um <laughs> Sarah asked, "What? Why was Spencer arrested as an accessory to Mona's murder when she was already in police custody during the crime?" The hell of an alibi. I feel like I need to go back and watch Five Twelve again to fully process that. I, he could be an accessory after the fact or something. Like her one phone, one phone call is just to Arya, and she's like, "Do it, mm-hmm. take her out," <laughs> and then helping obstruct evidence later. Yeah. Um, I know we got a question from Curious PLL who wants to know: Is there an ending to PLL that you will think that you think will satisfy the fandom? Uh, you are you got your finger on the pulse of the fandom there, Jamie. What do you think? Um, I, I'm not really sure. I mean, I kind of um, I kind of look at it and hope it's similar to the end of season two, kind of like you know when A is put away like not necessarily dead or anything. I don't know if that's the route that they're going to go with the end of the series. Um, But just kind of all of the girls being okay and and happy. I think that's going to be like the, the most satisfying for the fandom because I I definitely don't want it to be anything like, you know, they all get a text message at the end (laughs) and like it's signed with, be you know exactly um i don't think that's going to happen but um i could i could seriously see like an uprise from the from the fandom if it does but i think just the girls you know kind of being okay and you know thinking that everything is actually over Mm -hmm. um i i think everyone kind of says that's probably going to be some kind of like final coda it's just the liars together like that bond of friendship saw them through all the way to the end. Um, I as the other stuff, I don't know. I don't think there's a like a universal, you know, unified theory of what would make a happy ending for PLO. And I don't think that that's necessarily other than the liars being together. Like a good thing is to have the super uber happy ending. Um, you know, for example, like with Ezria, if they get married, I want the on your Majesty Secret Service ending where she dies. No, where he, he dies. Okay. Where he dies. <laughs> yeah. Like Ezra that gets, you know, drive by shooting, gets killed, dies in her lap, and already just like pets his hair and waits for the cops to show up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, then she then she takes his name off the book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To satisfy everyone in the fandom, I don't know. I'm sure there are some people out here that are that just aren't gonna be satisfied, period. But I think most people will be satisfied if it feels like 
the liars themselves got a good conclusion and that it's not totally out of left field. I mean, I think they usually do a pretty good job of laying the track for their suspects. Like the, the biggest like kind of shock I would say would probably be like Shauna just because she was such a minor character. Mm -hmm. And that was, it really just seemed like kind of a fake out to like extend things for a while. Um, for like four more episodes. Yeah. 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 I'm just fascinated. There's like four writers on that, that two hour episode. Oh yeah. Um, Speaking of endings and, and whatnot, second question from Asio Tess here. How would each PLL die if they were killed off? This is such a dark question. I like it. Well, I've gone into my, my Ezra uh, fan fiction there. Well, I think we mean the main liars here. Okay. Well, uh, Jamie, I think you should probably start this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. I have to kill them all? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> um, I really do that's a really hard question. Um, I have to think about that one for a minute. Um, let's see. Aria would be involved with Ezra in some way. Like if we're going to take her mm-hmm. out, I think you need to take him out with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like Emily and Allison would be together in some way i don't really know of like the you know the specific like how they would die that's a very good question um like like holding swords surrounded by ninjas yeah exactly like you know kind of like the romeo and juliet thing Hmm. like um somebody gets shot so you know something else happens to the other one and they take their own i mean that's really hard for me (laughs) to like look at like how would i actually Hmm. you know kill these girls off like i've loved them for seven years i can't do that um that's a that's a hard one for me um i'm sure there it needs to be some like epic way for them to go though just imagine the day that like arthur conan doyle woke up walked over to his typewriter or whatever and he's like yep gonna throw that son of a bitch off of a <laughs> waterfall today <laughs> feeling real good about it <laughs> um i so my aria one it's a little bit weird and twisted. It would be, it's like pseudo bond death trap. Uh, she gets drugged and there's like a bunch of like camera flashes in her face. So she's disoriented. Then she finds herself like sitting in a chair, but like she's like paralyzed from the neck down. Cause of course her face has to be free to emote wildly anime style. And then like the chair seems to be like getting bigger and bigger. So she keeps getting smaller and smaller. And then finally a walks in, takes off the hood and a is wearing an Aria mask. Or maybe it's just Arya's face. And then I I don't know. All right. <laughs> I have a few ideas. Uh, just thinking. Right I mean, now. You could see the fucking grin <laughs> on this this homicidal maniac's face. I think Arya dying. I'll, I'll do Arya first. I think, you know, she's obviously A and it's revealed her, her madness at the end. I think it's got to be something where some type of like molten metal or something where she like becomes like frozen as like a statue. Um, Could it be in the middle of town? Well, you can move it there. Yeah. Like where she'll like be a statue for people where, to come visit for all yeah, time. Something where she's like frozen and like insanity, you know, and like that's how she dies. Um, wow. Emily, I think is definitely like a kind of series finale of angel, like facing off against like 58 ninjas or something like going down swinging mm, and a dragon. Yeah. Hannah is basically Charlie from Lost. I think she's, you know, protecting Caleb, locking herself within the reactor. 
mm. to, to save everyone else. Mm. Mm. Not Hanting on the Hand, not Allie's Dollhouse? Not Allie's Dollhouse, yeah. And Spencer, I think, Spencer is a pragmatic sword. I think she probably, like, you know, takes a mortal wound and, like, to, to get revenge in the hereafter, she, like, hugs a grenade, like, a live grenade, and, like, just, like, waits for somebody to move her body, and, you know, like, sets a trap to, like, kill some other people. Like Red Dawn. Okay, I was going to suggest with Spencer, it's something like uh, uh, Sizemore in Saving Private Ryan, you know, where she's like, oh yeah, she's like firing her gun as like the tank approaches and then it blows up. That's and she Tom like, Hanks, but yeah, is it Tom Hanks? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Sizemore just takes a bullet and like that's right. Never mind. Fuck Sizemore. Uh, and then she just like looks at the gun, like, wow, <laughs> impressive. Um, <laughs> and then she's like, earn this, Mona. <laughs> <laughs> and then they kiss. Or she actually dies in the steam shower. Yes. Oh. Like nobody's there to get her out. See, that's um that's how I wanted Wilden and Pastor Ted. Or not Wilden. Who is it? Lorenzo and Pastor Ted to die. I meant to mention that earlier. In a steam shower together. I don't know why they're in there together. <laughs> Sorry. Or you can take like all of the liars who have actually killed someone and put the actual liar in their shoes. Mm-hmm. So like how they killed mm. the person is how they would die. Ooh, so Hannah would do a header into a uh, a car. Ouch. That'd be brutal. And she's already done that, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> so someone would like pistol whip Arya off a shotgun? <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. And uh, then Arya fell four feet and died. Yeah. <laughs> Which is Arya's exact height. Mm-hmm. Um so Melissa, following that train of thought, would get buried alive. Ooh, rough. Bur- the liars all getting buried alive. That would be a brutal ending. Oh, to the that's show. a good one. Like a Nikki and Paolo. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. But they're all like holding hands. <laughs> that's per- perhaps the darkest we've come up with yeah. uh i ship it um all right <laughs> thank you tess <laughs> any other questions i think i'm all out uh i feel like i've got one or two more do you have how many more do you have jamie yeah i think i have a one i think one that i've read is um what is your favorite pretty little liars flashback Ooh. Oh man. Um I really like the one that was in the rewatch we just did with Jessica and Allison in the piano and like uh her and Cece are trading souls and, and showing up in Radley and I can't believe the crazy bitch actually did it. I really love that flashback. It's so weird and bizarre. And so like curious. There's so many questions born out of that. Uh, Jamie, you go. I'm still thinking. That is that's also a pretty hard one yeah. for me. That I think they do so well with all of the flashbacks, um, and they give so much detail with them. But I think the one that really comes to mind is when um, Allison is coming back to Spencer's house, mm-hmm. and she was staying the night over there, and like you really got to see that like emotional side of of Allison. I, I really, I really enjoyed that one. So you see, like. Um, Allison in the reflected in the mirror and she's like something actually made her cry. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that one's that one's probably my favorite. The the one where she's escaping the party that Jason's having. Yes. Okay, okay. I was I was for a second I was thought you were talking about the one with Veronica. They're well, similar, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, where like she has like the, yeah. the cut lip or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh gosh, this is tough. Uh my my honorable mention here, my runner up will go to, there's kind of like two flashbacks you get that night 
One of them is Allie and Spencer arguing inside. And then mm. much later, we finally get what happens outside when they go outside and argue there. Uh, those are my runners up. But I, I think just, you know, in honor of the Where's master. Uh, no, uh, the Toby Durag. I think I think I got to go there. You yeah. got Toby in a Durag. You got Allison uh, making a joke about Jenna brushing her hair with a toothbrush. Great. Great stuff. <laughs> all right well last uh, last questions marco uh so let me run through some quick ones real quick that i don't think we really need to jump into uh people asking of various folks i got a lot of like is various folks like is eric Kahn ad is jason ad what happened to damien after emily had dinner of him uh he died good question who's damien the reporter oh, he's the reporter yeah, yeah. and like killed him he's like the super dark horse a candidate because he was in 611 yeah what was he he could be because he's he's he was there right from the start of the flash forward. And so and he's like, you know, as a reporter wants a story. I mean, he could work up a theory. He hasn't really been around enough. I don't think to justify it, but I guess you could go there. Yeah. I mean, he's like a Hollis beat reporter covering the mm-hmm. uh, crooked Hastings. <laughs> Lock her up. Um, No, don't. Um, So question from Astrid, which asks, which episode would you have liked to have been on the set to watch them make? This is a tough one. I uh, want you go first on that one. Oh god, I'm so torn. Um, some of the ones that I really like, the episodes I really like, stand out for me because they have such great performances. I almost would feel, as a stranger, weird being there. I feel like that would obstruct the performance because you have all like you have like 45 people watching you act, and then here's a, one other person that you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to say like safe answers would be something like, like shadow play. Oh yeah. That'd be cool. Um, that'd be so interesting to watch just because, you know, obviously real life is in color and like Pleasantville style. And like, then them maybe talking about like how they, you know, shoot it to then put it in black and white and just the way they use shadow and light in noir. Um, I think that'd be so interesting. What about you, Jamie? Yeah, that was actually my answer is um, is shadow play because like they're watching it and filming it in in color. And then like, how would you uh, like approach this scene or this line when this is actually going to be, like you said, in the noir, Mm -hmm. um, the the feel of that. So I think it would be really good to um, not only watch them film that, but to to listen to them talk through that episode and how they should approach it. And it's it's like if I could only pick one moment, it's the weirdest moment too. It's um, Hannah when uh, sh- when she finally confronts Mona when she's following her, and there's all the mirrors of oh, Mona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would just love Hitting to watch that mark. Yeah. Love the hits of them watching that, making that mark, and getting all that right. That'd be so technically interesting. Yeah, how about, uh, I think it's episode 420, Arya on the uh, fake ski lift. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think if these dolls could talk, it would be pretty fascinating just to see like the weird, crazy doll set um, and how, I'd love to see them like making the little alley doll, like wave the shovel, like how that's done and, and what that looked like to actually film it. I think that would be really neat. What about like watching them film the hoedown? Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know if I could keep a straight face. Mm-hmm. Um, or 
was it what is the lore from the set that the uh who is this monster like took hours and hours to <laughs> yeah. get right i would love to be there for that yeah apparently i took a ton of takes because they kept laughing yeah. <laughs> well i would be curious to see how they all uh like all of the girls or uh the four of them actually uh when they filmed the the scene where they're all laying on the 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 tables mm-hmm. and it looks oh, like yeah. they're dead in the morgue oh, yeah. um to see how long it took them to film that because i'm sure like with the four of those <laughs> those girls it was it was probably hard to just for them to be there and be still and not laugh or not make a joke or something like that so that that scene would probably be interesting to to watch isn't there like a like a great behind the scenes picture from that moment where like they're all like looking at their phones while they're laying there on their phones mm-hmm. yeah. yes i loved that picture <laughs> but i mean just imagine you're an actor laying there and just a sheet and you're just like uh, can somebody bring me my phone <laughs> well because i mean uh, as we saw when we were on set they they're on their phones or talking to each other like right up until the moment of action they just like slip right into character and do the scene so yeah, yeah. all right so that's all the questions i have do you have any more jamie i don't have any more on my end okay all right um well i mean i we got asked this question 20 different ways i guess we could attempt a prediction do we have any uh any guesses who is AD? There's so many suspicious people on that show and so many different reasons to why that person could be doing it. But I think ultimately I just, I have to go Lucas. What? There's no, hmm. you know, particular, you know, motive of his that stands out. And it's like, that's why he's doing it. But I think since there are so many people, you eventually just have to settle on somebody mm-hmm. and, I think I would just go with Lucas for that one. How about this, Regal? Uh, who do you want to be AD versus who you think is going to be AD, which is Lucas? Like, who do you want to be AD? One of the girls. Um, hmm. I, I think that would be um, the most satisfying for me. Probably Spencer, just because I think she would give her great <laughs> monologue at the end of, of why she was doing it or even if it was like her evil twin that was doing it, um, hearing that come from Troy and would be good. And I think like bouncing back to the other question, like the, the perfect ending, like it, it's really hard. Cause I want them to all be, you know, all come to a conclusion and for everything to be just wrapped up neatly in a bow. But I also think that with the ending, it would be so satisfying mm-hmm. for it to be one of the girls. Hmm. I, I mean, we, we talk about like the need for like a, a, a clue homage for, for all the other reasons, but like just if they just had like five alternate endings, <laughs> like that's how it could have happened. Yeah. Also, Marco, who do you want to be AD versus who you think is AD? Um, I don't. I want to witness it. I don't want it to be real. But Arya would be so delicious. Uh, and and Jamie, you're right. Like Troyan would just knock it out of the park. Like acting that out. Um, but who I think it would be, or still would want it to be, or be involved and in return is Charlotte. Okay, so Charlotte's not dead. She's still a or involved. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as as the ultimate AD, like who's your who's your Uber A top of the pyramid? And that I couldn't even begin to guess. I honestly mm-hmm. couldn't. Okay. Uh, well, let's see. Obviously, I want Arya to be AD. I just think that would be delicious. I would love to see Lucy Hale play a villain role. I think she'd be so good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, who do I think is AD? I'll go ahead and throw a curveball. I've I've long suspected this. And I'm probably reading a lot into things on social media and whatnot, but I, I still think Sabrina's AD. I think that's why she's been around. We, we shall see. 
Hmm. How weird that would be. How interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's blonde. She's about the age of an older sibling. You know. She could totally give Arya those uh, uh, weird drugs <laughs> that make her shrink. Alice in Wonderland style, like I mentioned. Yeah. All um, right. Well, I think that about wraps up our questions. Uh, anything else you have there, Jamie? I don't think so. I think I've asked all the <laughs> questions I got. <laughs> there were some good ones, though. Yeah. 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 Thank you, everyone who wrote in or tweeted at us or what have you. Yeah. If we did not get to yours, apologies. I mean, it, we got a lot of the who is a stuff. So I tried to roll those all up into one. I mean, I know someone asked, like, do you think all the questions will be answered? No. Um, but as every time you you ask us of a mystery show, you really don't want all the questions to be answered. You want some things to live on um, unanswered, unexamined. Yeah, yeah, true. Okay, well, uh, yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thanks for joining us, Jamie. Oh, absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, I got to ask real quick. Uh, so as all things PLL, I'm so sorry to ask this. What happens after? What are your plans? I know. I've actually been thinking about that since it is coming to an end soon. Um, I've been trying to get ideas from, you know, people who actually look at the Twitter account or, you know, like when we were trying to get questions from people who was responding. I think I actually posted something um, recently kind of in that mood of, oh no, things are ending soon. What do I do with this account? Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, people were definitely wanting it to, to stay running, which I'm more than willing to do. I just have to come up with different ways of how to do that and maybe kind of stemming off of what you two are doing and like (laughs) rewatching a certain number of episodes throughout, Mm -hmm. uh, each season would be a good thing to do or, um, just kind of, keeping PLL alive. I would love to do that. So I have to, to brainstorm of many ways to do that with the account. Like starting the, uh, uh, the campaign for the revival season. The oh, day yes. after the finale. Yes. <laughs> you have to start. Yes. It's, it's like the, a couple of minutes after yeah, yeah. it's like, it's over, but no, we need to keep this going. <laughs> oh yeah. That's in the works for sure. Right, cool. Yeah. I know we did ask you a lot of questions uh, before we go. Did you have any for us? I don't think so. I just want to thank you two for actually doing this. I, oh, sure. I thoroughly enjoy getting the new episodes uh, each each time there's a new one posted. And I'm just like, yes, I have another, mm. you know, one to two hours of something to do. And it involves Pretty Little Liars. So I thank you for doing that. And thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. It's our pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks to Jamie slash All Things PLL. You can find her on the Twitter as well as us. Uh, we'll be back in a day or two with our 4A rewatch. Mm-hmm. Or no, 4B. That's what we're doing now. 4B. 4B. Yeah. Uh, so thanks for listening, everyone. And thanks, Jamie. Yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.